With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lock Talk Radio. Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Today is December the 29th, 2013. I'm uh, looking forward to doing this show tonight. It's very seldom that uh, I've done a, it's been a minute as a matter of fact, since I've done a program and didn't bring a guest in. And the reason for that wasn't because we could not get a guest in. It was... Um, really to help out with some of the things that I've been getting in emails and uh, commentaries, what have you. I want, and before we even get started, a couple of people I definitely want to send a shout-out to is I have a daughter that is expecting a grandchild, so I want to send a shout-out to my daughter. I designed it, and I guess now I, uh, we're 10, I think it's, what, 10 weeks pregnant now, so that's going to be a new page in my book for sure. Um, and then I want to thank um, thank all of the people that came out, Dr. Conte Terrell and the people that were in Atlanta uh, this past week. We had a hell of a blast there, um, just a, a phenomenal weekend, a phenomenal week, uh, and I hope that you had a uh, wonderful time with your family likewise. You know, we look at these holidays and we look at the things that we keep begging, and I'm literally going to say many of us are just begging God to give us all of these things. And, you know, one thing when I look at some of these quote-unquote things that we actually have the gall to ask God for, the question is, if he gave it to you, would you even know what to do with it? You know, uh, there um, there was a situation where I, you know, I've had someone, and and we're going to get into this tonight, but I've had someone ask me, like, man, Dr. D, it seems like, you know, I just can't, you know, God just don't like me. Well, first of all, God is no respect of person. So if you have shared a similar thought, and I'm not even going to lie, even in my life I've had that stupid thought, uh, there's no such thing as God don't like you. Another thing that people have is, well, you know, I don't go to church. Uh, I didn't pay my tithes. Okay, let me give you a hint on that one. Paying tithes does not entitle you to anything. 
it is an act of obedience. And at best, what you, if you are sane, and I know some, some brother Count Loden, Sister Walla Millen sitting in the peanut gallery is probably going to write me, uh, Sister Watermelon, you know, with your fruit on your hat, don't write me. And Brother Cantaloupe, you and your almost Bible quoting self, don't call me because I'm going to educate some people at night. And the first thing is God does not need your money. God is not broke. I know that comes as a surprise to those of us who haven't seen the preachers of L.A., but God is not broke, so he doesn't need your money. Paying tithes does a couple of things. One, it shows God that you trust him much more than it shows him that he can trust you. The other thing is it, it is an act of obedience that should be done out of love, not out of thing on tithing. The other thing is church attendance. Ladies and gentlemen, I am here to tell you, pimps and hoes go to church more than religious folk will ever go and get far more out of it because the good old church folk have purged themselves of all sin, so they are walking on water and levitating and sitting back, and they you know, they just don't do anything wrong. They don't curse. They don't smoke. They don't drink. Uh, they don't wear anything but white panties that come up to the navel and up above the sides, and, you know, the men do not have sex with their wives. That's some dysfunction. Never mind. Uh, so we won't go through that. But I'm going to tell you this. The truth is, in order to have manifestation take place, in order to reap the things that you want out of life, you have to position yourself to do that. Now, the question is, how do I position myself? And I'm going to just jump straight into that conversation. Well, the first thing is, all manifestation does not come from thinking. <laughs> That's right. It does not come from thinking. It does not come from a how you say some words to God. If you believe that there is a scripted prayer that you can say that is going to result in you having manifestation, you are a damn fool. Not going to happen. Now, what is happening is this, and get a pen. I'm going to just tell you now, get an ink pen. It's time to start writing some things down. I've uh, been studying this for so many years, and when I say so many years, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I cannot count how many nights that while you were asleep, I'm, I was up with a candle wondering, okay, God, how, how do I make it happen, man? Um, you know, I've stopped doing this, I've stopped doing that. Went to church, I prayed, paid my tithes. And then I started getting these little manifestations, you know, where paid my tithes, okay, my money did get a little better. It wasn't funny. I'm not, you know, those things did happen. But I never got to where I was seeing what I could perceive. And that's another thing we're going to talk about is changing your reality. In order to change your reality, you have to change your perception. But, you know, I, my perception was screwed up, man. I was probably like a lot of you. I had some bozo sitting up telling me what I ought to do and how to do it. And I've made this person or this organization or this church my representation of what God really is. Well, for folks, let me let me save a bunch of you tonight. Your pastor is not God. 
Neither is his wife, and neither is that crazy woman or man that's telling you how you should live your life. None of those things work. And the matter of fact, I'm going to take this a step further. You know how um, we turn to people and we think that they have a connection that we don't have with our creator, which is some more BS, we think. But it, a lot of us think it, you know. And, or we think that if we just get someone to love us, you know, your mama, your daddy, your, your boo, uh, your, getting the approval of somebody that bought you up, your boss, or, you know, you know, even a lover. Let me give you something, and I want you to think hard on this. How long did your lover or even your own mama give you their undivided attention? Just think about that. Doesn't take much thought. No one is giving you their undivided attention. As a matter of fact, you're not even giving you your undivided attention. So there is not another person that has this relationship with the divine that you cannot have. Now, I'm going to take you somewhere deeper with this. Did you know that in order to manifest success in prayer and using the laws of attraction, or even in getting the attention of divine heavenly forces really starts with you having just 17 seconds of pure thought. Now, before you think that I've been smoking weed and hitting that box of wine, I'm going to prove that to you. First, I want you to get a good grasp on how human anatomy works, and you're going, Doc, what the hell does that have to do with divinity? But I'm going to show you this because your thoughts and become things, and you are created in God's image. However, the first thing that you have to do in order to get the attention of your creator and of the universe and to have the laws of attention work for you is you are going to have to understand that you've got to control your thoughts, because your thoughts become things, and those things turn into your realities, all right? Now, check this out. When you have a thought that's negative, now, peep this. When you have a negative thought, how does it affect your digestive tract? Now, that's something to think about, right? Well, first, you produce more hydrochloric acid in your stomach. When you produce that acid, all of a sudden now, if you just ate, that's good. It's going to break down the food. But what if you haven't eaten? And you know most of the time if you're stressed out, you can't eat. So what does that acid do? Well, it goes into the duodenum, and then it goes into the, to the jugenum, then the ileum, which those are the different parts of your intestinal tract, and it wreaks havoc on you. That excess acid and that inability to digest food that's uh, either just stuck there because you have been overeating because you're upset or you're not eating because you're upset starts backing back up, and then next thing it goes up into your esophagus, and now you start having these serrations, and you have what? That's right, acid reflux. So, again, all of this started from you tripping. And then going beyond that, now your food's not digesting properly. Now you've got uh, substances in you. So now your whole digestive system screwed up. But that's, don't stop there. What else happens when you get upset? Well, in your brain, your pituitary gland starts saying, you know what, let's secrete some hormones that we don't need because you're tripping. Now all of a sudden your heart starts beating faster. 
What is that? Fight or flight response, right? This rapid heartbeat, do you need it? No. So if your heart keeps beating in an arrhythmic way, meaning out of rhythm, out of sync way, for no reason, now all of a sudden you start having an enlarged heart, you start having arterial stenosis and sclerosis, meaning the arteries are tightening or they're tearing up on you. All of this crap because you are thinking and not controlling your thoughts. Then what happens to your kidneys? All right, you have these little adrenal glands right on the top of the kidney, right? And they start secreting some cortisol, and they start angiotensin, all this stuff. So now all of a sudden you can't pee when you need to pee, and you're straining your kidneys. You're not going to the bathroom, and you've got all these bile salts, potassium salts, urea, all this junk building up in your kidneys. And your kidneys, if you can remember what a silly straw looked like when you were a kid, you know, all this stuff that should be coming out of you is not coming out of you. And then are you drinking water? No. What are you drinking? Something the hell you don't need to be drinking. So now all of a sudden your urinary tract is jacked up. All of that. I'm not controlling your thoughts. And I could just go on and on with this thought thing, but to make a long story short, what I am showing you is if you don't control your thoughts, it affects every part of your body. And I'm talking about chemicals like serene and norepinephrine and epinephrine and all these things keep just getting proliferated throughout the blood and throughout your organs. And, you know, some of this junk even shows up on your tissues and on your skin, and now your skin is jacked up. Your organs are jacked up. You have systems in your body that aren't working properly, and that's just your body. Well, let's step outside the body because, as you well know, any human being is mind, body, and soul, right? Well, what happens with the soul? That's a good one. Well, the soul is the place where you come in contact with other people. That's right, your soul that's, have you ever heard the term soul ties? I mean, you start coming in contact with other people, and because, again, your mind is jacked up for 17 seconds, you are now having a bad relationship with the person that you thought you loved. You're having a bad relationship with your kids. You are having an inappropriate relationship with somebody that's validating you that your butt knows you don't have no business fooling with. You already asked God, you asked the universe to move this person to reveal to you, um, you know, what is going on with uh, Ray Ray, Pookie, or Shanene, and then he reveals to you that that fool is cheating on you, that they're dogging you out, and you finally get confirmation of this, what does your little behind do? You turn right back around and engage someone just like them. Even if you leave them alone, now you replace them with a substitute. But this one has a, has a lighter melanin content, less coarse hair, no hair or your gender, and you figured that was going to solve the problem. So now, as you can see, when you don't control the things that are of soul, the things that are rooted in feelings and emotion, for 17 seconds, you can jack that up. Okay, let's take it a step further. We see if the body gets jacked up from 17 seconds. And so what about, let's leave everyone else out. Let's think about our own psychopathology. Now you are sitting up, you've isolated yourself. Anybody try to say something to you about you tripping, you want to cuss them out, you're mad. 
your family members that that, that really could share something good with you. You don't want to hear that because they're telling you about the booger in your nose, meaning that they're telling you your life is jacked up. They're telling you you're tripping. They're telling you where you're going off track. You don't want to hear that. So now you just decided, I don't want to hear anybody. I don't want to hear anybody but this blender that's helping me whip up these daiquiris. I don't want to hear anybody but, you know, the sound of rolling this joint or tapping that pack of cigarettes while I go outside and smoke cigarette number 15. You don't want to hear anything from anybody. So you sit in the room and you talk to the biggest fool there is, and that's you while you're tripping. Now, you are also the answer to your your problems, but you are your worst enemy when you're tripping, right? 17 seconds again. 17 seconds is some minute. Well, let me tell you what happens when you grasp this concept and realize that if I can stop the tripping, what can I do? Well, let me give you this. The way that manifestation takes place begins with emotion. It starts with feeling good. One way that you know when you are on the right track with anything is that there's uh, these aligned thoughts or thoughts that feel good. Nothing makes you feel better. Nothing, every thought, every word or deed that uh, you offer is played against the backdrop of your life in a much broader perspective than you think. The reason that in any moment that many of us will clearly know what we want is because we have to learn what is it we don't want, you know, and what we don't want is to feel bad. You know, have you ever considered can you make a rational and a good decision when you are in a jacked-up mood? <laughs> no, you can't. Second thing is after you get this emotional backdrop painted properly, the next thing is from feelings, your emotional state has to be healthy. Now, how do I get to that? Real simple. If you're pissed off, even if you can hide it. So let's say you've got where you are not running around slamming, throwing the cat upside the wall and, you know, cussing out little children and what have you. But you, you're masking it, but you're still apathetic. You still are short. You still are lethargic. You don't want to get out to bed. Can you, even if your miracle is present, can you move forward with it? No, you cannot then that last one, your thought. Thoughts do become things. So what are you thinking about? Are you aligning yourself in such a way that you are now thinking right because you, uh, the thought that you're thinking right now, and I mean even while you're listening to this show, is your point of attraction. Now let me tie all that together. If feelings are the things that we must first get under control, <laughs> this emotional state, doesn't it only make sense that kind of like bad food, you get rid of people that turn your feelings inside out? That You know, I had someone ask me one day, they said, uh, D, man, um, I noticed something. Your career is really taking off, and you're doing so much better than you did the year before. 
And this year you did better than last year. How did you do that? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to share something with you. Every year I make a list of folks I need to get rid of. That's right. You heard me say that. Success in life costs you something. And it costs you having the will and the audacity to separate yourself from people in circumstances that aren't good for you. Now, for some of you, you probably run off some folk, but I'm not talking about the people you just ran off because at the end of the day, you really didn't run them off. Your subconscious mind had you exhibiting behaviors that that determined that those people were not appropriate for this season in your life. So some of the folks that you think you ran off, you really didn't. The, the forces greater than yourself said, no, this is an inappropriate bond. Let's sever it. The other thing is that there are people, you need to stop and take an inventory. And I would tell you, write down five people that you most frequently deal with. And I'm telling you to do that, really, right now. If you've got the book, Another Chance, this is one of the exercises in it. Write them down. What do you have in common with these folks? Is it because you both, what, you you go out together? Well, how is that working for you? Are they your pity party people? Are they the peanut gallery? Are they people that you've just been knowing them for the last 15 years so they cool, they work with you? Well, one reason why you probably have not evolved and gotten past where you are is you cannot go to the next level. It's kind of like watching uh, the space shuttle take off. You see those orange booster rockets on the side of it, right? That thing cannot go any further until those things fall off. And you're not going to go any further till you allow the people you have attached yourself to or that you allowed to be attached to you fall off. So that's step one. Get rid of some people. The other thing, when is the last time, the last time that you sit quietly and allow God to talk to you? You know, most people will pray and get on their knees. And I've seen folks pray. I'm talking about snot running out their nose and talking in tongues. Okay, oh, that's well and good. When, that's, that's your version when are you going to shut up and be quiet and let God talk to you? You keep asking God to give you another piece of cantaloupe and another slice of watermelon, and some of y'all up here praying to win the Powerball, and you, oh, Lord, you know, last week I got three numbers, and you said I get five, and, Lord, this week could you please let the Powerball be number nine? Well, dude, stop. You're wasting your time if you would allow your spirit to become one with your purpose and your destiny, you would be instructed and guided in such a way, and I'm talking about this can happen for you tomorrow. Tomorrow, God can do more with your obedience than you could ever do with your sacrifice. Even the word says what? Obedience is far better than sacrifice. So make sure that you take the time to spend 15 minutes, a minimum of 15 minutes, where you just sit there and say, you know what, God, speak to me. Okay, for some of you, that you can't shut your mouth for 15 minutes. So 
How, how can I help you with that? I'm going to help you with that. Here's what you do. You sit there. The first two or three minutes, just you're going to have thoughts. I'm not going to lie. You're going to be thinking about, do I want a press ham sandwich? Well, maybe not a press ham sandwich or a mac rib or something. Or you're going to be sitting there having these needless, useless thoughts go through your head and just let them go. I use this term when I'm talking and teaching this to groups about letting the cork float. And what I mean by letting the cork float is be quiet and sit back and allow God to just be quiet. Just allow yourself to let this stuff out of you. Some of your crazy, wacky thoughts need to go out of you anyway. And after a while, and you may not do this on the first time you do it, but most of you will. I assure you, if you whatever you want, you're going to get it. So you you just sit there, and all of a sudden, you may get this weird thought like, okay, I need to call so-and-so, whoever that is. Call them. And don't be surprised if it's someone you haven't talked to in ages or someone you don't know or perhaps even someone you don't even like. But if that's what you keep getting, and, and here's how you know that it is the spirit talking to you. If you would never have thought to do it yourself, that's probably a sign, okay? That's the biggest one. The second one, if it involves someone that you particularly don't want to talk to or care for, that's really probably it, you know? So do that. The next thing that I would suggest that you do, get out your house and get out by yourself. You know, that many of you have an issue with going somewhere alone. Everywhere you go, even if you out, you can't even go pee by yourself. you got to ask your girlfriend, well, you want to go to the restroom with me? What's she going to do, dap, dap you in your twat? No, you go, go by yourself. Get out the house by yourself. And when you go, go where nature is and just walk. Some of you need to walk anyway, but just go walk. If you can do this around water, that's even better. Or if you can do this somewhere where there is a high altitude, that's even better. But go somewhere. And it's preferable to do this either in the early morning or in the evening, uh, right before sunset, and just go around nature. Now, I am not telling you to go and put yourself in peril or harm's way, you know, because they got people playing knockout games and you'll be laying over there like Buster Douglas or so. Don't, don't try it that way. But go and somewhere where you can drive your car, walk for a minute. I've, I'm always going to say 15 to 20 minutes is good enough. If you're in a safe place, you know, take, make it an hour. But go and do that. And then when you come back, sit on the bench or if it's somewhere and it's gotten dark and you're a female, sit in your car, roll, you know, roll your windows up and just sit there, open your sunroof, look up in the heavens and just allow, again, your cork to float. Get out in nature. So that's two things you've heard me say. One, be quiet. Just be quiet in 15 minutes and if while if you are like a little uh, busybody type person, get a Crayola or get some uh, some markers or a pencil and get a tablet and just doodle. 
You don't have to just, you don't need to be sitting there like you own Kung Fu with your legs folded and your palms and uh, with touching your index finger to your thumb facing the ceiling. You know, all of us aren't there, and it's okay if that's not where you are. But just make sure that you do something where you can be still. You know, the word says, be still and know that I am God. And that's true. You cannot know God's presence in your life till you be still, all right? The next thing, acknowledge twice a day. Just take the time. I typically suggest you go by a window, you step outside, or if you can do that, and just stop and look up and out that window. And you, whatever you call God, whether you call him Jesus, whether you say God, Heavenly Father, uh, you know, whatever, whatever is, God is not hung up on names. That's some religious man-made crap. So it doesn't matter. You don't even have to call him by a name. And just look out that window and just say, you know, I know that you're looking down on me. I know that you're looking down on me consistently, caring about my well-being, I know that you are protecting and guiding my every thought and my every step, and I appreciate you. See, the universe responds to gratitude. It responds to charity. It responds to love, and it responds to empathy. Now, that's part A, because we're going to probably have three parts. I may even take this show further on Wednesday. Here's the next thing. When you are expecting a manifestation to take place in your life, you have to ask yourself this question. Am I being a match to that which I desire? And I'm saying this especially as it relates to those of you that use affirmations a lot and vision boards. And for some of you that don't know what an affirmation is, it's you think that it's something that you just say. It's a mantra or something you wrote down. You know, I want to be a millionaire. I want to be a millionaire. Damn, this gas costs $3.50. Well, you just shot your own thing in the butt right then. You you have to position yourself. And the first step is, I said, you must have an emotional state that is free of debris. You have to find a feel-good state and find it with intention. Now, you, you're probably going, Dr. D, really, you don't know my wife. This woman gets on my nerves. You don't know my husband. Man, I work with these crazy folk. Okay, Put your brakes on real quick. How can you have clarity in the midst of discard? You can't. So find something good in whatever set of circumstances that you're in because you have to be a match to your desires. Now, I'm, I'm going to show you this one. Um, if you ever can look up Abraham uh, or the you know the teachings of Abraham, there's this chick named Esther Hicks that um, at first I'm not even gonna lie, I thought this white woman had lost her mind. <laughs> Just to be honest, you know, I was like, okay, uh, I think Boo been out there smoking some of that green weed, you know, the kind you grow yourself that. There ain't no telling how it's going to affect you. But this woman is really tapped into something, and I really do believe 
that there are many things that go on in this world that we just cannot see, things that aren't meant for us to totally understand, and that's where that word faith really comes in. Uh, If we look back throughout written history, and even through the history of oral tradition, we will see in many instances where there were prophets. Uh, there are prophets that are walking around today. I know some of you religious folk that think that when Jesus died, the prophets died with him, but you're crazy. That did not happen. Uh, and just so I can nail you with some of your own hypocrisy, the word says, you will do even greater works than I. And that is true. You are capable of doing these things, and there are prophets out there, and they're not going to charge you a dollar ninety nine a minute to talk to you out of some prophet hotline or psychic hotline out of Los Angeles. I mean, there are really prophets out there, and I'm going to. This is going to float your boat here. Some of them are people that only will be prophetic in a moment, meaning that they're not walking around operating like a prophet, but they will have a prophetic word for you. It may be your enemy. It may be a fool that you work with that is getting on your last damn nerve, and something will happen where they will say something to you, and it will resonate with your spirit, right? And I'm going to talk about resonance in a minute, so peg that word resonance. But there is a prophetic side uh, communication that will take place for you and to you and even through you for other people if you will calm your butt down enough to be sensitive to it. And I'm going to show you this. If you've ever seen a radar detector or you've ever um, used a GPS in your car, it always corrects where you are and it doesn't care how far off track you are. And that's the way that spirit works. It doesn't care if you all last year screwed up your money. It doesn't care if you lost your husband or your wife because you was a hoe. It doesn't care if you got busted in a lie. It doesn't care if you dropped out of school. Okay? That is a bunch of man-made stuff. And to be honest, the person that's really kicking you in the booty is you. You are kicking your own butt, not forgiving yourself. And, again, you're operating out of that spirit of guilt. And I keep telling you, align your thoughts. And aligned thoughts are thoughts that feel good. Thoughts that feel good will match you to your desires. Now, here's an example of this. You've heard me say probably on more than one occasion that there is resonance and there is dissonance. Those two things are very big words. Now, I'm going to give an example of resonance. If we go to a piano store and I have five pianos just in a circle and one in the middle and I hit a C major chord, you know what's going to happen on those other five pianos? They're going to all vibrate. And they're going to vibrate at a frequency of C major. Those chords, you could literally put your hand on the piano, and you will feel the vibration of C major on that piano. Now, here's the trick to that. The trick is that resonance will be very pure unless some conflicting tone, like somebody that you don't need to be listening to, or that negative thought you're having, or that fool you happen to be with is shooting down 
you resonating with this harmonic thought. You, that's why you hear the thing about being in harmony with God, of being in harmony with your spirit, of being in harmony with the universe. That is not no bunch of bull, folks. That is really true. And what you want to look at is just like in my little example, if somebody plays G flat while you hit that C major, it's going to cancel each other out, especially if they, if you position yourself where you keep listening to this inharmonious of this dissonant uh, contribution to your psyche. In other words, tell people to shut the hell up. Quit allowing folk that, you know, and I know you know somebody like this, and you've probably been this person. If you be honest, you have been this person. Whereas someone will be talking about something they want to do. Well, you know, I was thinking about going back to school. Well, you know how that goes now. You go back to school, your man ain't going to want you. Or the other thing, well, I was thinking about starting my own business. Well, you know how that goes. You need to get rid of those idiots and get them out of your ear because what are they doing? They are causing dissonance and they're taking you out of harmony with what God is trying to do in your life. The next thing, you are the creator. So whatever you focus on, you're going to have a replication of that. Now, some I've had someone say, well, you know, I have people always come to me like, well, Doc, uh, man, I, how do I get the money, man? And, man, I and it's really easy to manifest money. I don't, you know, it, it seems like a lot of people don't get this. So I'm going to tell you this. I I remember over the last few months. Oh, the IRS ain't listening, but you know, over the last few months, I was saying I wanted to make X amount of dollars, and I would every day say this affirmation, and the affirmation is just like this. I am happy and grateful now. You notice I just said now. I didn't say tomorrow it will be, but I will say I'm happy and grateful now that money comes to me in unlimited quantities through multiple sources on a continuous basis. I am happy and grateful right now that money comes to me in unlimited quantities through multiple sources on a continuous basis. And when I would say that, I would say it with a feeling, and I would say it looking in the mirror. Because you know what one big problem is why you're broke? You don't believe you can have money. So if you don't believe it, it ain't coming. You know, or you say something like, well, you know, I, I've been trying these affirmations, and hell, they ain't work for me. Well, what's coming out your mouth? You keep focusing on what ain't working, and the universe likes gratitude. So what I started seeing is, and I know some of y'all are going to laugh at me and be like, that Negro is cheap, but I'm going to be real with it. I would say I'm so happy and grateful now that money comes to me in unlimited quantities through multiple sources on a continuous basis. And I'll be walking down the street, i see a penny. I, I pick it up. I'm not going to lie. And then I'd be somewhere else, and i see a dime. And I pick it up, you know, because it was money, and it was coming to me. And it was coming to me while I'm going in a store, while I'm coming out of a store. Uh, you know, I would – and then the other thing is I had to let go of this mindset that I was going to run out of money. And I swear to you, I, on my mother's grave, 
And you not y'all know much as I talk about one need, I do not want her haunting me, bothering me tonight. But I swear on our grave, man, I would have situations happen where my PayPal account would be like it, it went from a couple grand down to like eighty bucks, fifty bucks. Um, you know, I was expecting a check from uh, Texas Southern University, and if any of you know about getting a check from some schools to pay you, it's a lot easier to pull, uh, you know, to find a chicken with teeth in his mouth. But then the check would get routed to like an old account that I had closed because I didn't change my vendor paperwork and update it. I mean, just weird stuff would happen, but I never ran out of money. And every time something that would speak to the opposite of what I was declaring, I would ignore it, and I would ignore it with intent. So that's the second thing is while you are invoking these mantras and these affirmations, the evidence that you see in the physical realm, you have to ignore. Because to be honest, everything that you are dealing with in your life right now is the fruit of the past. It is not the present. You're confused. Whatever you're dealing with today is the fruit of yesterday. It's the fruit of a few minutes ago. It's the fruit of months ago. And when it comes to manifestation and money, it's probably the fruit of months and years of belief and behavior. Now, I'm not telling you, go quit your job, Pookie. You know, don't go quit your job and think that you're just going to get some paper. You're not. But what you, can't, what you do is while you are working your little job, while you are doing what you're doing, get a new view and a new feeling of how life resonates. Now, I'm going to go back to this harmonious thing again. So I would say this thing, I am happy and grateful now that money comes to me in unlimited quantities through multiple sources on a continuous basis. I would get ideas and some of my ideas would be, um, I want to speak. And I would just think about it. Now, here's another trick. Whatever you focus on too much puts out the vibe that you don't have it. So if you keep going all the time, okay, I'm happy and grateful now, to the point your mouth got dry and, and you just saying this with redundancy, that's putting out a vibe of, of lack that I don't have it. So I would make this statement like right before I get out of bed or if I count myself during that little 17 seconds of tripping, then I would make that statement and I would make it aloud and I learned to look myself in the face when I would do this. Now, continuing down the road, as I did that, all of a sudden I started getting phone calls. Uh, you know, I was on my way to Atlanta. Dr. Terrell, Conte Terrell called me, and she says, you know what, Yvonne, why don't we do this? And I'm like, okay, cool. And was something I learned a long time ago is I am grateful for the big things as well as the small. Well, I had been in Atlanta. was very successful. It was really, really cool. All the, you know, people showed up, what have you. But the truth is I have learned that I am thankful for all things. I'm thankful. I have no predetermined expectation. And then in that, that's a big part of your thing. <laughs> Don't be uh, tripping because you didn't get your Bentley. Don't be tripping because you didn't get the $1,000. Be grateful that you found that $20 in your jacket. 
be grateful that you found a quarter. Be grateful that, you know, I'm not encouraging y'all to go gamble because I know some fool will be running out buying some scratch-offs. But be grateful you won back the money you should not have been playing on and scratch-off to start with, you know. But be grateful you won it back and this time had a sense not to go buy another one. You know, think it out. Don't act on the visions that you've been given because God said, I'm going to give you a talent. It will bring you before great men. How can it if you let this fool in your ear discourage you from going? He says, I, you know, I'll give you a gift to make room for you. So you don't need to be hating on people and trying to take your business plan and your business cards. And, you know, I remember uh, it wasn't too long ago I was in a um, – in a relationship with somebody. And every time I looked up, everywhere we go, they trying to hook up with my connections. And I was angry about that, right? I was like, man, can I take you anywhere where I don't see you getting somebody's business card? And then God checked me. He was like, well, you know, do you think that what I'm giving you, you can't share it? Do you think that what I'm giving you, you're going to run out of something? It's not enough? So stop being selfish and greedy. Because that's what I, you know, I, I don't consider myself greedy. I don't consider myself selfish, but that's really what I was doing because, you know, what, what's for you is for you and nobody can take it away. So you don't have to be a hater. You don't have to be a hoarder. Now, I'm not telling you that, you know, go ahead and take some of your friends around, folks, because you can't mix people. You can't have your boy that, you know, you pick him up, he's smelling like a blunt go with you to go talk to somebody about business. You you know, that's not a good combination. You can't go, ladies, if you know your girlfriend is a hoe and have that scandalous helper around your man because men are men, we going to look, especially if she's fine or especially if she's working with a little something, or what if your man is going through changes and your girl is, you know, she's willing to, you know, throw a little changes away. You know, I'm not telling you to play, play the role of a fool. But what I am telling you is you don't have to be threatened that your blessing can be stolen by anybody because it can't. The only person that can forsake your blessing is you. The only person that can shut you down is you, all right? Next level of this thing. As you get your clarity, you start to get your focus, you start seeing these small manifestations. Remember the word says, Call those things that are not as though they are. You notice it did not say call those things that are not as though they will be, future tense, because it's like putting a carrot on a donkey and dangling your blessings just a few feet in front of you. <laughs> you know, God, I'll be glad when you give me a car. No, that's not how you pray. You thank God now. Thank you for giving me a car that I love and I desire. Because if you say, God, I'm sick of this damn car, okay, well, you may even get a new car and you're going to be sick of it too. Be careful what you say. Be careful how you think. Thoughts do become things. You remember I said 17 seconds. And whatever you think about, there is a delay in prayers being answered in manifestation. Now, I want you to picture this. Let's play like you are going on this trip. And while on this trip, 
you decide, and I know for black people, y'all, black people that are listening to my show in Barbados probably can relate to this in the Caribbean, the Virgin Islands. So, you know, I'm going to apologize to y'all. I'm talking about black folks in America. Ain't getting in no raft, right? But I would just want you to picture this. You go on this vacation. And the man says, we have a nice raft ride. It goes for about five miles. Get in it. It's exciting. It's pretty. It's safe, but it will make you get some butterflies in your stomach, and it will make you trip a little bit. But in your behind gets up to the thing. You tell the man, I want to do this ride, and you decide that you are so anxious for it that you jump your behind in your car, and drive down right to a quarter mile from the end of the ride, put the raft in the water, get out, and ride for that last little quarter mile. Now, you miss four miles, four and three-quarter miles, because you want to rush to the end. That's exactly what we do when we want our prayers to be answered. We don't want to go for the ride. And to be honest, that is what this whole thing is about. A lot of us have blown, I mean, literally just kicked our blessings and the things that are laid up in escrow for us spiritually to the curb because we want it yesterday. There is this thing that you must respect, and it is called divine timing. That's right. God has perfect timing, man. If you rush through things, don't be surprised when you even, and, and for many of you, you even had what you wanted and you blew it because when it showed up, you were not properly positioned nor were you prepared for it. And, and I'm going to give an example of this. Ladies, and yes, I'm back on y'all again, and don't write me letters and don't write Julia any letters, but I'm going to say this. A lot of you have been praying for the last year, a couple of years, Send a good man to me. You know, I, I mean, I learned my lesson. Whether you were scandalous or the dude you had was scandalous, you've really chilled out. You've been just, you know, doing your mommy thing. If you got a kid, if you don't have a kid, you were working on your business, working on your plan, and you were working on them sandwiches and unfried chicken. You were supposed to be taking care of your body and getting yourself together. And you know what? The perfect dude showed up for you. But when he showed up, you were sitting up there breathing hard because you walked out from the parking lot to your desk. You, you didn't take care of your body. Dude walked right past you. But if you had been preparing yourself and being conscientious about the things you needed to do when the, when the miracle was going to manifest. And, guys, I'm not going to just stop on the ladies. I'm going to talk about your butts, too, and I'm going to raise my hand because I've been in, this, in the same boat. What happens when that sister shows up? But you have not gotten your stuff together. You don't have your crib. You don't have your crib right. You don't have your money right. You've been sitting around waiting on a job, but you didn't go get a job. You know, you, you sitting on smoking weed, playing PlayStation with your boy, and he's, a, you know, come on. Everything that you prayed for was put right in your path, <laughs> but you did not position yourself to receive it. Now, how throat is that? In order to get what you've been asking for, you got to put some math on this thing. Nothing from nothing leaves nothing, right? 
to whom much is given, do you think nothing is going to be required? No, much is required. You have to focus yourself and put yourself in a position where as you seek these manifestations, because, again, here's, the, here's this quote, are you a match to your desires? You know, the laws of attention are going to replicate whatever you focus on. You create your own life experience. This stuff is just as true as everything that you've ever seen or heard. Now, going a, a step further with this, we start talking about prayer, and we say, well, you know, I've been asking God for this. I've been asking God for that, and he still hasn't delivered it. All right, cool. I'm going to throw some more math your way. Let's say that whatever God has blessed cannot be cursed. Would you agree with that? Okay, pretty much. You you don't have no choice but to. That's that's word. Reverse that real quick. Whatever God has cursed will never be blessed. So if you know for a fact that you are messing with some other woman's husband or with some dude's wife, and I and let me define that for some of you. Some of you are sitting up right now in a relationship that's been dead. It's over. And you just are so damn selfish, ladies, gentlemen, that you won't let this person go. And you're wondering why you can't find the love of your life because you're holding on to your mediocrity and your selfish ass won't uh, release someone so that the two of you can meet the people that you were really supposed to meet. Another situation, you, you've been praying, I, you know what, I'm sick of my job, sick of my boss, but you won't step out on faith. You won't step out and go and lease that building. You won't go and do the due diligence, or you did start a business. Let's say you did, okay, and you decided that you were selling snow cones and you opened your first stand for shaved ice in Alaska. That doesn't make any damn sense. Do Did you do your homework? You know, faith without works is dead. God feeds the birds every day. You don't see him chucking worms from heaven in their nest, though, do you? And he only steers moving vehicles. How can you get any of your prayers answered when after you pray, you just sit on your behind and you don't get up and go do the work? Think about this now. All of the, you know, people ask me, they, they would be like, Doc, the laws of attraction, is that stuff real? Well, I'm here to tell you it's very real. You're looking at a guy or listening to a guy that literally took nothing. My mom died. Family members and caregivers created a, a fake will and bezeled everything. I found myself 43 years old, U of H, broke as hell, living on campus. You know what I'm saying? Broke. And from that time, did I always operate in these? No, I didn't. I'm not even going to lie to you. But I'm going to tell you, on the real, in the last four years I have, and it changed my life, every day I get up expecting something wonderful to happen to me. Every day I get up and I expect 
expect that I'm going to succeed. Every day I set five goals, and if I don't accomplish with three, cool, because you know what that means? At the end of the month, I will have accomplished 90 things. At the end of a year, 1,080 things. Who the hell can accomplish 1,080 things and not be successful? You tell me. Now, I'm going to throw another one at you. I was having dinner with my daughter and her fiance. <laughs> we we go in the uh uh Papados in uh Buckhead, just north of Buckhead, right? This lady comes over to the table and I swear I am not making this up and if this woman's listening to the show, child, you already know you did this mess, so just, you know, laugh at yourself because I laughed at you. The truth is, chick comes over to the table, she says, You know what? They running out of everything, the service is bad and I ain't paying for shit. You know, that's exactly what she said. And I'm like, okay, I don't know you. We just sat down. Where did you crazy? And I already know I got this little shirt that's invisible I wear that says, fool, please find me. And typically I will have that fool find me at least three or four times a week. So there was, this was that moment. And she does all of this. So the waiter comes back over, right? And my daughter is laughing because she knows that I operate in this law of attraction mode all the time. And I asked the waiter, I said, uh, I asked my daughter, I said, honey, what do you want? And she said, crab cakes. And I asked Oliver, I said, what do you want? He said, pops, I just want a dessert. And I told him, I said, well, I want what I, you know, my little chicken tenders, what have you. And um, this Louisiana crunch cake, if you ever go to Papa those, get it, it's off the chain. But anyway, back to my story. When this happens, the waiter brings our food out in less than 10 minutes. Everything is cooked to perfection, not to mention my cake was delicious with the extra whipped cream, and I bet the guy gave me extra strawberries, so my pregnant daughter wanted her strawberries. I gave her all my strawberries. I'm saying that to say this. I expected the minute that I got out my car, well, I'm not even going to take it before that. When I got out to bed that morning, I expected to have a wonderful day. I was grateful that I woke up in my health. Matter of fact, before I got out of bed, I laid there in quiet for about 15 minutes asking the Holy Spirit, show me who do I need to call, what do I need to do. And I accepted the answer was call nobody and do nothing. Enjoy your day. And that is just what I did. You have to learn that this is not about pleasing other people. This is not about you jumping through hoops. Matter of fact, when you start doing what's best for you, you're going to piss some people off. You're going to piss off those leeches that have been benefiting from you being dysfunctional with them. Your homegirl that wants to go to the club and, you know, twerk and, and do her thing, okay, that's why high ass is lonely. You need to let them move around. When you cut some of these people loose, they're not going to like it because they can't call you up and talk about they booed and left him and how big of a dog he was and, and she was such an asshole. Okay, good. Bye. You've got to cut away the negativity. When these people start coming to you and you're talking about going back to school and getting in a good relationship with somebody, and you met someone that's really wonderful, 
And then they want to tell you, ah, well, you know how that can go. When you tell them to go to hell, you might as well tell them to go to hell. That's where they're trying to get you to reside. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to make your life a living hell. So you might as well just excuse them, just shoo-shoo, gone by from your life. They're not going to like it. Your mama and daddy ain't going to like it when you tell them, look, you know what? You take time to go to the casino. You take time to go and do whatever you want to do. So now that I'm taking time for me, leave me alone. And I love you. I'm not being disrespectful, but you need to move around. When you tell your dysfunctional child that you have made dysfunctional, that, you know, we changing up the way we've been doing things, because I've been living my life vicariously through you. I've been wanting to control your life so I could make me happy. And every time you didn't let me control your life, I felt like you were being selfish. Now I really have pulled my head out my butt, and I can see for a fact that it's not you that's being selfish. It's me that's being selfish. I have been wanting you to do things so I could have a security blanket in my life because your mama left me or your daddy left me or whatever. When you get rid of these people, they're not going to like it. The other thing is you have to learn to love it. You have to learn to love the things that make you happy. And let's start with these simple things. Be happy that you look the way you look. If you weigh 400 pounds, be glad you don't weigh 415 pounds no more. If your car started, be happy it started because the other day it didn't. Be happy that you have a chance to have bills because that means that you can get rid of them one by one. Be happy that you finally got somebody that wants to spend time with you, that wants you to cuddle up and and be close. Don't let anything take you out of your mood. So before we wrap this show up, I'm going to give you a quick review. Here we go. The laws of attraction begin with a great emotional state. That's right. Emotion is the key to success, not thoughts. You have to align your thoughts with that which makes you feel good. Second thing, when you can have a great emotional state, that means that your feelings need to be under control. you got 17 seconds. So if you're tripping, no problem. We all trip. you got 17 seconds. Recall the thought and focus on something positive. Well, I'm going to talk about getting into the vortexes on a later show, but, you know, Position yourself in order for things to go right because that will make your body stop hurting and all that acid reflux and need pro, um, you know, all of these drugs that Melanta and Pepsi AC to get rid of your heartburn. Just stop tripping. You won't need it. You know, quit drinking and thinking that's going to solve your problem. Drink life, man. Get out. Spend 15 minutes. At least, if you can, an hour either early in the morning or in the evening prior to sunset. And don't talk. Just be one with nature. The next step, get near a window or go outside. Look into the heavens and say, thank you for looking down on me with your continuous gaze. Thank you for caring about my well-being and guiding my steps and always redirecting me because your spirit, the Holy Spirit, your creator, the angels given chase over you, your ancestors, all of those entities 
want you to be happy. They're not judging you. They don't care that you. They're just like the GPS in your car. You don't ever hear your GPS in your car tell you, yeah, fool, I ain't going to tell you where to go. You didn't go right last time. Look, you didn't follow me last. You don't hear that. All you see is it just keeps readjusting to get you where you're meant to go. And that's the way that the Holy Spirit works. That's the way angels work. That's the way God works. Whatever you call him does not matter. But other thing. You can never act right enough to be entitled to be blessed. You can't pay enough tithes. You can't attend church enough. For those of you that are sitting up there rubbing your knees together like a cricket because you're so horny that you haven't been intimate with anyone, stop it. Go ahead and have sex, and, and at least this time have it with a person. You dig? It's okay to be intimate. It's okay to be loved. It's okay to touch. It's okay to feel. Now, I'm not telling you go screw somebody's husband or go screw somebody's wife or, you know, go and whatever. You already know some freaky stuff you ain't got no business doing. I'm not telling you that, but I am telling you that it's okay to love somebody, and it's okay to let somebody love you. And those of you who are still, oh, I've been getting a divorce for the last year, let that person go, damn it. You stop being an idiot. Let them go. And if someone won't let you go, child, get on with your life and live your life. And if that fool won't sign them papers, if that woman won't sign them papers, they are with them. They'll sign them sooner or later. But if you sit there and keep waiting on somebody's signature for you to enjoy your life, you ain't doing nothing but making four people miserable, you, the person you're with, and the two people God had intended both of you to meet. That's real talk right there. Trust me, that's real talk. And then the last thing that I want you to hear this, and I really want you to think about this, okay, is there is a delay between your prayer and your manifestation. There's a delay between the laws of attraction and manifestation, and be grateful that it is. Because what if that 17 seconds your ass was tripping, that delay didn't take place? You would have more crap in your life than you could ever get rid of. So be grateful because the delay allows you to correct things that are wrong. The delay allows you to get things on track and to position things in such a way that you can enjoy real manifestation in a real life. All right? So anyway, I hope that helped. That's uh, We will definitely talk about this again. You can always hit me up at dyvonneyoung.com or you can hit me up on Facebook. <clears throat> I get hundreds of questions every week, but I try to answer all of them, so I might not answer you for a week, but I promise you at some point you will get this thing answered. Julia, you can go ahead and cue the music. Uh, this week is going to be a very special week. I'm going to have part two on uh, New Year's Eve day about the laws of attraction and setting you up for 2014. I think it is important that you really get a good grasp on these things because, after all, aren't you sick and tired of being sick and tired? And don't you deserve to be happy? I know you do. And when you make up your mind to, that will be all she wrote. 2014 is your year. Like I said, it is your time. This has been Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Have an awesome week. And again, it was a fantastic year. I love you. Talk to you soon.
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.